Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. All right. Greetings, greetings, greetings. What's up? What's up? What's up? Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood, family and sisterhood, and those we love. Um... This is an impromptu uh, show that I'm doing because I heard something that inspired me to conversate on this because I think we should not stop talking about this subject of how uh, black Americans have been politically and economically blotted out of uh, American wealth. And um, so let me just, uh, this is going to be a short show and I'm probably going to do about five, six parts to it. But um, uh, let me get to the episode information. Uh, the name of the show is Generational Usurption of Black Americans' Political and Economic Advocacy. And, uh, of course, those of you who are familiar with my show, I talk about how black American women need advocacy. And... Um, because, yes, the black American female of all female has been left out. She has been left out. She has been left on welfare. She has been left on the poverty rolls. She has been left in shelters. We have literally been left out while other black people are allowed to come into the country and have everything that we were, have not been allowed to have, and yet we were the main contributors to creating the American empire that everybody gets to come over here and enjoy while we who have been here have not been able to enjoy that. And there's many, many reasons why uh, that is allowed to happen. And trust me, it's being allowed to happen. Uh, It's just that black Americans um, have been misdirected and miseducated. So uh, let me greet the sisterhood. Greetings, not my sacred sisters. Peace, protection, prosperity, and most of all, wisdom be upon we and those we love. This show topic was inspired by the video by Yvette Carnell, editor of Breaking Brown Newsletter and YouTube political channel entitled, Why Are African Americans the Justice Police for the World? Okay, so go to YouTube and find that video. Type in Yvette Carnell, and you will see the one with that title. Um, I want to talk about this because this is a very serious subject, and uh, for some reason, black Americans, we just really don't get why um, we don't have anything. We haven't got reparations we, we, um, as a collective. Now, uh, a lot of our reparations and, and civil rights are given to a select elite group of blacks who really are not the ones who have been the most used and abused and um I want to read a, a comment that was put up under this video. Let me find it. And um, you might be able to hear her speaking in the background. She's talking about as a country. You don't get to talk about as a country or the people in your 
Okay. Let me find this Yvette Cornell video. I don't have a lot of time for small talk uh, <clears throat> to catch you guys up on what I've been doing and, you know, why I haven't been doing a lot of shows. I've been really just trying to um, not be on social media so much because a lot of what I talk about, you've got so many other people speaking on it already that, and to me, they do, a, you know, a better job. They have you know, a better platform, they have more time to discuss it than I do. Um, So, you know, there's just no no need for me to to do uh, a 30-minute show discussing something that uh, other people are already talking about. But I I, I had to jump into this. Okay, why are African Americans the justice police for the world? And there is a reason why, um, if you have listened to Dr. Claude Anderson, um, black politicians have already been uh, prepped and have already been told, don't do anything for black Americans. Now, this is a, uh, it's a well-known rule, and this rule has been in effect for a long time. What I don't understand is why black Americans as a collective um well, I guess I do understand because when you take a, a once enslaved people, you have beat them down, you have abused them, you have misused them, you have put them on drugs, you have destroyed their families. Uh, I do understand why black Americans, we don't fight for ourselves. You know, we have, we are literally a broken people. They have all of our most, um, you know, powerful alpha males locked up behind prison walls. You know, America has the largest prison system, and yet we're supposed to only be 13% of the population. Why are all our males locked up behind prison walls? It is to make sure that we don't get what's owed us. You know, we are are the lost tribe that they don't want to give anything to. And you've got a lot of uh, black leaders, a lot of black commentators, a lot of black um, what you would call uh, conscious people that we listen to. They will not vocalize that this is a political agenda that has always been against black Americans to make sure we get nothing and that the black people that we see with something are not the black people who were used, abused, traumatized, and stolen from to build this empire. So I'm going to get into that. But um, when I heard this video, I was like, Yvette, Yvette, oh, please keep talking on this subject. We must talk on this subject. We must speak on it and speak on it and speak on it. Black Americans, you must speak on this subject. And I also want black Americans to know that we have to have a way of identifying ourselves because um, everybody comes over here with a clan or a tribal mentality. Black Americans, we have never been allowed to really have a clan or a tribal mentality, and that has worked to our detriment. It has worked to our detriment, and I'm going to tell you why that every time we attempted to have a clan or a tribal mentality, how they brought in agent provocateurs uh, parading as the conscious community to talk us into being multiculturalism and embracing 
everybody with black or brown skin instead of simply looking out for ourselves. This has been a strategy that they have used against black Americans, African Americans, or whatever you want to call us, and I don't like the African American label because that African American label has also been used to lullaby us to sleep, and I think we should stick with... um, you know, we should call ourselves the black American tribe, you know, because there are a lot of blacks from other people who will tell you quickly, no, I'm not black, I'm I'm Dominican, you know, I'm Haitian, I'm Nigerian. They will tell you quickly, don't call them black. So if they don't want to be called black, then we who have had black forced upon us, we should make our being called black exclusive only to us, and I'm talking about native-born 13-plus generation uh, native-born black Americans, and we need to make that an exclusive tribe only for us. Now, I will get into later shows to tell you how we can do that because as soon as we start trying to fight for some shit for ourselves, these other groups who have come over here and usurped us economically and politically are going to jump on the black bandwagon and be like, hey, we black too. You know, we African, too, and they're going to try to come in and once again take from us, and we're the only racial group that has never gotten anything. So you have to you have to understand that everybody is in on this usurpation of the black American. I'm talking about every race, every tribe, and they are allowed to steal and take from us on purpose. And I'm going to have to do several shows to break that down because you got black people who've been living in America and they can see they ain't got shit and they will still be like, well, what you talking about? I don't know what you talking about. We doing good as a people. We doing good as a people. No, we're not doing good as a people. And that's why you should listen to shows like Yvette Carnell. You should listen to shows like Tone Talk because we are doing the worst as a racial group. See, you want to look at black as a collective, so you want to look at the Oprahs and you want to look at the athletes and you want to look at, you know, black as a collective, but black as a racial group, a minority racial group who has been in this country the longest, we are doing the worst. So you have to stop lumping yourself in with everybody else because when you lump yourself in with this whole pan-Africanism, then no, it doesn't look like black people are doing bad because you're looking at the blacks on TV who are not originally from America. They are not the descendants of slaves. They were immigrated over here, and like Yvette says, they are the best of the best of their group from the country that they come from. They didn't come from their country as chattel slaves, okay? They didn't come from their country as chattel slaves or any type of slaves. They were the elite of their people who got educated abroad, and then they were shipped over here to America, and they came of their own free will. It's a whole different status. And then they're over here competing with the most abused and neglected racial group that America has. They're over here taking jobs and positions away from us that were set aside through civil rights that we fought for for us and our children, and yet these people are coming over here. Because, see, they're not coming over here competing with white people for white jobs. 
They're not coming over here competing with Asians for Asian jobs. They're not coming over here. When other blacks come over here and we embrace them, they come over here specifically to get jobs that would otherwise would have gone to black Americans, black African Americans, but they are not us until it's time to compete for a job, and all of a sudden they don't have an accent. All of a sudden they drop their little African or Dominican or Spanish or French or whatever last name, and all of a sudden they just as black as us until they get the job, and then when you work with them, they'll let you know, oh, we're we not black American. Oh, you lazy black Americans. You so lazy. You a cutter. You, you know, and they got all kind of names to call us. So black Americans, stop lumping yourselves in with every other uh, um, uh, uh, group of people of black and brown hue. You are not them. You will never be them. You need to go on and claim your tribe, which is the descendants of slaves. And I know you hear that, and it's you know you feel bad, but you have to realize why you, why why you are greater than all of them that come over here and usurp you, and that they are allowed to usurp you because they're weaker than us. Because until these blacks who come here from another country can do in their country where they maintain their land, they, you know, you weren't separated from your land. You weren't separated from your culture or your language. So why aren't you great in your country? Uh, African, Nigerian, Ethiopian, why aren't you Af- great in Africa? Why you got to come to America where we were abused, lynched, mutilated? See, we became uh, great in a country where we didn't have our own language, we didn't have our own land, we didn't have our own anything, and yet we found a way to be great here without language, without culture, without land. You got culture, land, and language, and you ain't shit in your country, but then you come to this country and you look down your nose at the black American, and black Americans, y'all allow these other racial groups to come here and treat you like shit because you are carrying a shame that is not yours to carry. Black Americans, we have nothing to be ashamed of, but because they are not educating us and our children properly, our history is not being properly taught. And that is by design. And I'm going to have to do some future shows on that, on why the truth of American history and of black Americans' accomplishments of building this empire that everybody can't wait to get over here and be a part of, why it is intentionally not taught. Okay, so um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to uh, let black people know how we can identify ourselves from other blacks who are not native to here, and it's going to have to be through social security numbers. Your social security number and your original name. You black Americans who done went off and changed your name and you done got Muslim names and Hebrew names and all that super shit, you've done yourself a great injustice because being a descendant of a slave of the slaves who built this country gives you some leverage if you only were taught how to use that leverage. And so most black people say, well, I'm a descendant of a slave, and they gave me the slave master last name. Listen, 
that name carries leverage. The only thing is you don't know how to use that leverage because you have been indoctrinated with Pan-Africanism and multiculturalism, and to sit up there and to be trained on how to love lands and countries where you are not connected to those lands through culture, you are not connected to those lands through language, is stupid. You can't call yourself an African and not know not even a piece of an African language. It's ridiculous. You can't call yourself an African. I don't care if it's got 66 African countries. If you can't speak one African language, you can't, you can't sit up there and recite or even practice not one African culture, whether it's Somalian, Ethiopian, Eritrean, Guyanian, Hausa, Igbo, Zulu. If you don't know anything about those cultures other than what you pick up a book and read, you can't identify with those people who have the culture, the land, and the language. So people teaching us to be loyal to something that we've been disconnected from has been damaging to us. It has been very, very damaging to us for our people to teach us to be loyal to a Hebrew culture. Black people, you don't know how to practice no Hebrew culture. You don't. You need to stop it. Blacks over here talking about they Muslims. Black people, if you Muslims, you cannot be in a bow tie and a European suit and, and, and be taken serious as no Muslim. It is the joke of the century. And everybody knows that we are the joke of the century because we are so easy to be misled. And I'm going to run down a list because somebody made a comment, a girl, one, two, three, boy, four, five, six, made a comment on the Yvette's video that to me, uh, you know, this individual made some, 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 some points that, you know, is, is, is why I know that how we behave and think in America has been all planned out for us. Black people, it is not because we are stupid. It is not because we uh, 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 don't know how to unite. It is not because we don't accept other people. It is because we are the most accepting of other racial groups that we get taken advantage of. It is because we are the most embracing and loving that we get taken advantage of. It is because we are the most non-racist people there is that we get taken advantage of. You have to realize that everything good about us is used to take advantage of us. And it's because that the natural way to be is not how we are being. The natural way to be is to have a clan or a tribal mentality. Everyone that maintains a clan or tribal mentality is winning. The only racial group who is not winning is the black American, the African American, whatever you want to call yourself. We are not winning is because we refuse to have a clan or a tribal mentality when it comes to us. We want to embrace everybody, and we embrace everybody because we have been told and taught to do so. So um, this person, uh, girl, one, two, three, boy, four, five, six, says, I blame all these pan-African hotel-conscious, cointel-pro-agent provocateurs for confusing black Americans the way they have been misled with all this multiculturalism acceptance. 
And then uh, there's a list. Marcus Garvey was teaching black Americans to have a loyalty to Africa without living in Africa. So you got Marcus Garvey, you got Professor James Smalls, you got Renoko Rashidi, you got Ashwa Kwesi, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Dr. Ben Yakinen, Umar Johnson, Tariq Nasheed, Mawali Karanga, or just a few. And you notice that they're all males. You notice that this list consists of nothing but black males, and a lot of them have doctor or professor in front of their names. So where were they educated at? They were educated in European, Caucasian, African studies. So this agenda to make black Americans Africans goes way before, uh, um, what's his name, Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson came up with the term African America. Like I said, it started with Marcus Garvey. And Marcus Garvey, was he was educated over in Europe. He was he was educated over in Europe, and yet he's over here in America telling black Americans, oh, you need to have a, a loyalty to Africa. You know, don't stand here and demand shit in America, which was at the time being formulated into the greatest empire ever. Oh, no, don't, don't have your eyes on the prize here, black Americans. You African. You need to be worrying about getting back to Africa. Even though we have been disconnected Africa, our ancestors have been disconnected from Africa since the fucking 1500s, Marcus Garvey in the 1800s. Now, just, just, just add those figures up. You talking about 1500s, the black American has been disconnected from Africa, but then Marcus Garvey shows up in the 1800s, the late 1800s, early, I, I think maybe the 1900s, I believe, trying to convince a, a, a racial group of black people who have been disconnected from Africa since the 16th century that they need to need to uh, feel some kind of connection to the motherland. Any kind of way you have uh, been away from a country three, four hundred years, sorry, that ain't your country no more. Sorry. I know people who have left the country for 50 years and they come back and feel strange, let alone two, three hundred. You, you done stayed away from a place a hundred years. Trust me, you are a foreigner now. Stop it. But, see, these people are put out in front of us to mislead us. So this list, Marcus Garvey, James Small, Renoka Rashidi, Ashra Kwesi, Leonard Jeffers, Dr. Ben Yakinam, Umar Johnson, Pan-Africanist, Tariq Nasheed, he, he's another one of those Moors, always telling black people how they're connected to blacks everywhere except for right here in America, and yet these Negroes is from Chicago, they're from Detroit, but they're always telling black Americans, Oh, no, you need to stay in contact with the Africans on the continent. You got brothers and sisters in Asia that love you. You got brothers and sisters in the Dominican and Haiti that love you. And yet when these people come here, do they show us any love? Absolutely not. They bet not. They bet not come over here and show us no love. They ain't going to get those five to seven years tax-free. 
They ain't going to get those business loans. They ain't going to get those grants because the immigrants that come over here, they get business loans, they get grants, and they get five, seven years not having to pay taxes on shit. When have they ever gave black Americans who endured two, three, four hundred years of slavery uh, uh, 10, 13 years of not having to pay taxes? Huh? When did we ever get that? So black Americans... You don't you you are not you're not given the same treatment. And if you wondering how these other people come up here, come over here, and they raise up so fast, is because they are given entitlements that you and I never got. Our ancestors never got free taxes for five or seven years. We never got that. Black Americans, the descendants of slaves, we were always underpaid and then taxed more than anybody else even with the pauper pay they was giving us. So the game has never been fair for us, and it's been on purpose. Black Americans, you have overcome things that these other black racial groups have not overcome in their own country. And so for them to come over here and get the same white entitlements that they gave all these white slaves that they brought over here, white people rose up quick because they were given government entitlements. Well, these brown immigrants and black immigrants and African immigrants and Haitian immigrants, they get those same entitlements on the hush, on the low. And you think that they just coming up because they just smart and educated. No, the government is helping them come up because that way it can look like they're not discriminating while they are. So these names are just a few who were used to lure the masses of black Americans to stop fighting for their rights into fighting for all rights of immigrants who have not shed one drop of blood or contributed to the building of the American empire the way African Americans have. African Americans, black Americans, understand only you built this empire. Only you. You built this empire. Okay? And you should take full credit for it and not be made to be ashamed of what was done to you because we overcame things, like I said, that these other brown groups have not been able to overcome in their own country. The above list of COINTELPRO Negroes, along with the politicized black Greek boule, have all worked in unison to mislead and misdirect black Americans into not having a clan or tribal mindset. Hear me clearly now, because this is very important. This is for black Americans only. And black Americans, the ones who are over here who are black from other countries, they they sit over in their countries, they look at our movies, they learn how to talk like us, walk like us, they, they got our clothes. We done donated all our clothes to them, so they come over here already loving American clothes because we donated our shit to them, and then they come over here and still spit in your face and call you a slave, a lazy, a kata, and this and that. Totally ignoring the abuse and uh, 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 the abuse and, 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 and political and and, and um, police brutality that is enforced over here to keep us in a particular uh, uh, position and place over here. See, they're not taught that until they actually come over here and see it firsthand. Because they're like, well, why the black Americans ain't doing better? 
Well, I'm going to get into that because we're going to talk about the black Greek boule and who they really are. The blacks with the money and why they don't try to do anything for the blacks that don't have the money. This whole classism of the half and have nots. We're going to get into who the black Greek boule really are and why they don't have any love or any concern for the masses of the black descendants of slaves. The above list of Cointel Pro Negroes, along with the politicized black Greek boule, have all worked in unison to mislead and misdirect black Americans into to not having a clan or tribal mindset, whereas every immigrant group who lands on the shores of America uh, uh, lands on the shores of America with already a culturally ingrained tribal mentality. See the blacks who are coming. The blacks who are coming over here, they come over here already with a clan or class or tribal mentality. That's the difference between them and how they are able to succeed and 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 to become capitalists quicker and more easily as opposed to those of us who have been here and have faced all of this oppression and miseducation. Uh, thanks, Yvette, for keeping this topic of generational. Okay, we're, we're going into overtime. Thanks, Yvette, for keeping this topic of generational black American-born advocacy, political usurpation, in the hearing of the public. The most black Greek boule, no, it says most black Greek boule are biracial with first through fourth generation Caucasian parents. So you have to realize that the black Greek societies was based off of if you had white ancestry. That is what the colleges were set up for. It was set up for the uh, one-drop mulattoes who had white ancestry. Now, is this taught in public school? No, sir, no, ma'am. They won't tell They will not tell you that colleges were set up for the mulatto children of white plantation owners. That's what college was set up for. It was never intended for everybody black, especially not descendants of slaves, to go to college. Descendants of slaves were never supposed to ever have a higher education, period. They never wanted black people to be educated. They would not leave you not able and, and make it a law that you can't read for two, three hundred years if they wanted you educated. Just think about it, people. Okay? So you have, um, where was I at? So it says um, the mo uh, Caucasian parents and all the African-American reparations and civil rights entitlements have been given to these class practicing one-drop blacks who deserve it the least. Now, why do I say that the one-drop blacks or mulattoes deserve it the least? Because if you have a white parent, then you, you, you can't claim oppression. You can't claim, oh, I was enslaved, I was oppressed, I was a, a sharecropper. See, white people, when they came over here, they came over here and was put in indentured servitude. They did their seven years, just like it's in the Bible, and they were allowed to own their land. Indentured servitude and slavery is not the same. 
So if you got white parents, just because they did a little time as indentured servants, you can't compare being an indentured servant and say, I was also a slave. It's not the same thing. But you notice that when white people talk about, well, we were slaves too, uh, uh, we picked cotton too. No, your indentured servitude as an Irish or as a French or as wherever the hell you come from was not the same as a black person who was literally a slave and had no say and power over their earnings. They did not earn money. They did not own land. And they had no hope of owning land. It's not the same thing. It is nowhere close to the same. Okay, so uh, so so um, so you so the one drop was that anybody who had uh, see they tried to say one drop of black made you black, but they didn't let you know that one drop of white also gave you privilege over anybody who didn't have it. See, the one-drop rule that they formulated over here in America, over in Africa, where Africans were the majority, they did the very opposite. See, over in, in Africa, if you had one drop of German, if you had one drop of French, if you had one drop of Dutch, if you had one drop of Portuguese, all of a sudden that one drop of that European blood elevated you over every African whether that was an African Ethiopian, whether it was an African Igbo, whether it was an African Zulu, whether it was an African Guyanian, whatever, you got elevated. So so they did it in reverse. Over here in America where blacks were going to be the minority, one drop of black blood made you black. But then in Africa where black is the majority, one drop of white blood put you over a continent where the black was the majority. You you see how they flipped they flipped it? You see how they flipped it? In order to what? Keep a class system between the original and the mix. To create a caste system between the original inhabitants and the mix. Okay? So I tell her, listen, don't stop pointing this out until everyone who has been stealing from the lost tribe of black Americans. Black Americans, we are the lost tribe. Just get used to it. You are the lost tribe. You are the only race of people who you don't know where you come from. You don't know what tribe you used to be. So instead of going back and trying to claim an African tribe, just accept the tribe that you now are through language and culture. Going back talking about, well, the Zulus adopted me. Well, if you can't speak Zulu and you don't know the Zulu culture, that adoption means nothing. The real Zulus will always take advantage of you because you are not connected to the culture, the language, or the land. You're always going to be an outsider. You're always going to be a misfit. So instead of trying to embrace an African culture that you are, are, are long since unfamiliar with, just accept the culture that you are and make your tribe exclusive. The black lost tribe of America, we are our own tribe. And once we embrace being the black lost tribe of America, quit trying to be Hebrew, quit trying to be Muslim, 
Quit trying to be Igbo. Quit trying to be African. Just say, you know what, we are the black lost tribe of America, and America owes us. That's your tribe, the black lost tribe of America. Well, how do we identify ourselves, your social security number? And if you've messed around and changed your name legally, then sorry, you miss out. When it's time to pay us our reparations, and they're going to have to pay it. They're going to have to pay us and our children. And for those of you who have changed your name, then I don't know how you're going to get your reparations. Because I don't know how, with your new name change to a Muslim name, an Arabic name, or a Hebrew name, or a Jewish name, or whatever, how are you going to prove that you were a descendant of slaves who were wronged and entitled to 40 acres and a mule and never got it? How are you now going to claim that if you changed your name? So those of you who changed your name, I'm sorry. That wasn't the move to do. But you black Americans who still got your with so quote unquote slave names, you are entitled to reparations. If you if your mama and grandmama and auntie name was Annie and Pearl and, and Minnie and, 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 and Emma and all like that and, and um and all those names, you know you you know our names, Leroy, Rufus and all that shit, those are our names. Then you are entitled to reparations, but you have to claim yourself as the Black American Lost Tribe, and you now have to formulate yourself into an exclusive tribe of just you. Meaning that you can't be saying that you and Dominicans and you and Haitians and you and Nigerians, y'all all one people. You're not one people. Sorry. And no government is going to listen to that bullshit because, see, that's the shit that um, uh, Umar Johnson talks. The pan-Africanism, ain't no such thing. It's ridiculousness. You'll never get any reparations listening to a Umar Johnson talk that pan-African shit. That pan-African shit is all designed to make sure black Americans get nothing. And I do believe Umar Johnson is an agent. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. He is an agent, and I hope, I hope he gets the hell out of here and take his ass to Africa. He talking about he going he gonna, to uh, get off social media and, and go to Africa and open up a school. Bye. Go. You have not helped black people in America. So let's see if you go to Africa what you do for Africans. I would love to see that. I would love to see you go to Africa and open up a school. I doubt it because he's an agent. He's not going to go to Africa and do shit either. He ain't going to do shit in Africa. But you know what? If he's going to try to make us feel guilty, Black Americans do not feel guilty. Let Umar Johnson leave, and he needs to take Tyreek Nasheed with his Moorish ass with him. They talk this white supremacy shit while they're living over here like kings. Neither one of them wants to actually live in Africa. Yeah. Tyreek talking about the Haitian revolution. Why don't you move to Haiti, Tyreek? Not going to happen, people. You got to know when these Negroes are hustling you and talking that continent and that African shit, and they have no desire to live in Africa, Haiti. They don't have desire to live nowhere outside of America. As much as Tyreek Nasheed talk about race soldiers, ask him to pack the fuck up and leave, and you will see. He don't want to leave the race soldiers and the white supremacists. He don't want to leave that. He's living damn good over here with the race soldiers and the white supremacy. Let's see if he could live 
this good over in Haiti or Africa. Since we're all Moors, according to them. No, black Americans, you are the lost tribe. You're not a Moor, you're not an African, you're not a Haitian, you're not a Dominican. You are the lost tribe. The only person outside America you might have a relationship to is the Jamaicans. And trust me, they have messed the Jamaicans up as much as they have messed us up. Put them on drugs, put them on alcohol, homosexualized them, sodomized. Don't fall for that, that they ain't got no homosexuals and transvestites over in Jamaica. It's plenty of them over here. Do not be fooled. Don't let them Jamaicans make you think, oh, bum o'clock, we don't do the batty boy. It's a bunch of fucking batty boys over there. Don't let these Jamaicans hustle you. They fucked up, too. They've been turned out, too. And I'm not saying this to gloat. I'm just saying that everywhere we are, they have sought to take us away from a natural culture and to give us an unnatural one to uh, neutralize us as a racial group. And it has worked. It has been successful, okay? So um, so I tell Yvette, um, I mean, um, the commenter tells Yvette, don't stop pointing this out until everyone who has been stealing from the lost tribe of black Americans are finally made to pay up and correct the egregious wrongs done against such a loving, forgiving, and racially accepting people who are perpetually taken advantage of just because they are the righteous and the good. Black Americans, you want to know why you're taken advantage of? Because you are more righteous than an African. You are more righteous than a white person. You are more racially accepting accepting than everybody that comes over here. And that is intentionally used against us. Being righteous, being accepting, being multiculturally, being able to accept the be to be turned into whatever they make up. They make up lesbian, black people become lesbians. They make up more, we become more. They make up Muslims, we become Muslims. They make up Hebrews, we become Hebrews. They make up Jehovah's Witnesses, we become Jehovah's Everything they fucking make up, we are willing to become that. And all that means is that you are lost. You don't have a set culture, and that's why they can make one up out of thin air, and you Negroes will start following it, and you got to stop it. You got to stop letting people make up a culture for you. Now, this show is about to end, so um, this is part one, and uh, I'm going to do, I don't know, this this might go into part nine. I'm, this might go into part nine because I want to play the whole Yvette Carnell um, um uh, Yvette Carnell video where she's speaking on this topic because you need to hear this for yourself because she's making some some very valid points and black Americans if we don't get our shit together we will be a no people they are literally trying to erase us and replace us with these new blacks from everywhere why? Because none of the blacks that they bring over here has a claim of reparations against the United States government. 
Like people say, well, you know, I was birtherism, that's why we support him. I agree that a lot of birtherism was about race. But you have Thank to you for listening that a to the lot show. of stuff was based on, was based on with some, with some, with some anti-immigrant stuff. Because people make fun of his name, Barack Obama. Do you think if his name was Leroy Jenkins, that people would have been like, he's not from here. He ain't from here. They would have a whole lot of problems with Leroy Jenkins, but they would have said he ain't from here. They would have known Leroy from here. It would have been a whole other conversation. So... Part of how people are able to take advantage is that we don't know who we are. We're kind of like this group of lost people going around. And we just get mad and upset, but we don't even understand why. We just get, you know, and it's very disconcerting. So, I mean, I'm about to get ready to go to the phone. Um, I'm going to, as per usual, I'm going to take a quick, quick break before I go to the phone. Um, okay. And when I come back, well, thank you all for listening to the show. Um, the next time, I'm just going to let the the whole clip play. And I think it's only, let me see, like 45 minutes where she's talking. Uh, I was doing a lot of talking over it, but thank you for listening to the show. This is part one of general, Generational Usurption of Black Americans' Political and Economic Advocacy. Our advocacy has been stolen from us and given to the Greek elite, the black Greek elite, and the black Greek elite pledges their allegiance to the slave masters and slave owners, okay? So when you go to college and you pledge Greek, you are pledging your allegiance. Oh, wow, damn, it's ended. Okay, it's ended. You should say your show will end. I don't know. Hold up. I might. Is the show still on? Oh, no. Okay. I'm, I'm showing that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.